after his revelation that he's taking hydroxychloroquine, which is easy for me to say, uh, China has mocked President Trump as governing by witchcraft. You know, I don't know about everybody else, but I wish the White House was being run by witchcraft. Just think how much better everything would be going. And finally, President Trump has been criticized for saying that it was fine for Mike Pompeo to have staffers do chores, including dog walking and dishwashing, because, quote, maybe his wife wasn't there. The president later clarified, saying, sorry, I mean, maybe his wife wasn't there, or maybe the help got deported, so it's fine to have staffers head out to KFC at 3 a.m. to get a couple double-down double chicken sandwiches and a large Diet Coke. The Trump Report starts now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome to the Trump Report. So good to see everyone. Thank you for joining us. And we have an all-star panel here today, starting with me. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Kristen Blatt, and welcome to the Trump Report. But as always, we have Chelsea Galicia. Oh, there. I was going to point, but then I realized that usually the boxes are arranged differently on YouTube, so I would probably be pointing the wrong way. But I could just point the same direction for everyone. Eventually, I'll be right. <laughs> uh, also, here is uh, Scott Moore. And uh, Scott, as always, uh, keep the beard going. Very, very <laughs> excited by your quarantine beard. It's looking better and yes. better every day. You know. Uh, and uh, making her triumphant return is Brooke Solis. Brooke, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And Scott, I'm usually not a facial person, but it looks good. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see how long. I mean, a hair, yeah, facial hair. <laughs> yeah, facial hair. Hey, look. Yeah, yeah. Usually, usually, Brooke doesn't like faces, but you have one, and it's nice. Facial hair. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Well, uh, as as uh, somebody returning to the panel today, uh, Brooke, let's let's start with you. Uh, President Trump yesterday uh, did announce that uh, he, what. Well, Here's the thing. He says he's taking hydroxychloroquine. I don't think he is. Aye, aye, aye. I really don't think he's taking it. I think uh, Nancy Pelosi makes the point that uh, he's probably going to give himself a heart attack. Uh, but uh, what do you think about uh, the, the latest uh, twist and turn in, in this, this medication that by all indications could help you, but isn't necessarily something that's going to keep you, it's certainly not going to keep you from getting it. It doesn't prevent mm -hmm. it. I mean, he said he's been taking it for a week and a half. Do you really think he could hold on to something like that for a week and a half? <laughs> he would have said right away, I've decided this is what my doctor proved for me. I'm taking it. I don't think he's taking it either. Um, Dr. It's not Phil said I should take this. Here's a picture of me. Yes. Here's a Diet Coke. I'm washing it down. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. He would have tweeted <laughs> a picture of the bottle of medicine if if he'd been taking it for a week and a half. Exactly. Like, and it's, as you no. said, it's it's not preventative. There's There have been no studies to show that it'll prevent his getting coronavirus or lessen the symptoms beforehand. So I doubt that that's happening. And I know Dr. Drew made some comments since he's, supposedly such a noted expert on all this that, uh, oh, hundreds of people take it. It's totally normal. I don't know anyone who says, oh, I'm going to take hydroxychloroquine today because it's a prophylactic. It's preventative and it might help me, especially if I go and get malaria potentially. Um, so no, I don't believe that for one second. 
and and if he is, then it's not a very smart thing, and it and his doctor should advise against it because there's no reason for him to be taking it if he does not have coronavirus. And if he does, studies show that you could potentially have heart problems. And with his age and weight and and everything, it's probably not the best route for him either. I I think the phrase you were looking for was morbidly obese, but uh, that was nice. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi put it. Yes, I mean, look, if the speaker can call him morbidly obese, I guess the the rest of us can. And uh, I don't know, we're so we're so far past the time where, you know, something like that, like you don't even recognize the fact that the Speaker of the House is calling the president morbidly obese. I mean, yeah, look, I'm sure it happened in Taft's day because it was true, you know, so uh, and that that would be, you know, if we could get an actual weight on President Trump, is he the heaviest president? Is he more? I don't I think Taft was bigger, but uh, about these important questions, Scott, one. <laughs> Did uh did was Taft heavier than Trump? But also, how are you taking your hydroxychloroquine? Are you sprinkling it on your uh, cornflakes in the morning, or do you just take it straight? Or how, how do you take? It? <laughs> I was gonna say Taft is definitely still number one, but you know, yeah. Trump. Trump well, hey, there. I, I, don't don't have a heart attack, uh, Chelsea. But if Trump gets reelected, he'll have four more years to try and top Taft on the uh, on the scale. <laughs> I think they called Taft robust back then instead of <laughs> he was just robust. Yeah, you know what I think. Generously, pro- generously proportioned, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> husky. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I just take mine straight up in my coffee. You know, it's great. Just it it it, it goes nice with the with it's coffee. The new, in the morning. It's the new. It is. I'm taking it right now, actually. So you know, I got it with my vitamins. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what are what are your thoughts, uh, obviously, about about the president, basically, you know, look, it's been revealed before that uh, he is he has a financial stake in the company that makes it. So basically, starting to you know in- incorporate infomercials in his public appearance for products that he has a share of. I, I was I, I was thinking he went really all out. You know, he had this letter drawn up that his doctor said, and they sent it to the press secretary, and it's like. I'm pretty impressed by the the lengths they went to continue the story, you know, by actually just drafting a letter and sending it out and making it seem all official that he's been taking this uh, medication. (laughs) But the doctor didn't actually said that he prescribed it for him or that he was taking it in the letter. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. no doctor wants to go on record. No, that. <laughs> no, they, they weighed the, the benefits and the costs and right. you know, it was very That's vague, true. very vague. That's like when the rumor was going around about Kim Jong-un that he had had some surgery and it might've been a mistake on the part of the doctor that, uh, you know, he, he's apparently alive if you believe it. But uh, when the rumor was that he was died, it was like, yeah, I think he went in for some surgery and the doctor killed him. And I was just like, man, that's, you know, that, that would mean that every, you know, not intentionally, but that would mean like every, every doctor is like, nope, I'm, I'm not going to have anything to do with the Supreme leader. Uh, I'm sure that uh, President Trump sees it as a sign of great disloyalty that uh, Fox business network anchor, Neil Cavuto Mm -hmm. almost immediately went on the air and was just like, do not take this drug. I, I, I know that what he just said, and he's somebody that's dealt with uh, health problems of his own and, you know, has been kind of on and off the air because of it. And he's just like, this is going to cause heart problems. You really shouldn't take it. So uh, the question for you, Chelsea, is how long before, well, how long until uh, OAN One American News starts having the 
hydroxycycline, uh, I just like to say it different every time, the hydroxychloroquine uh, news hour, you know, they start underwriting everything and and using it. Is that is that where you think it's going to go to try and uh, carry further favor with the president? Sure, why not? 36 hours, let's say. I mean, the truth is, as I see it, this is a distraction. Uh, this is the first thing that we're talking about instead of the fact that there are now 90,000 people banished because of this virus, at least 90,000. And so it's working to distract us. And that's what this charade is really all about. And I get that we try and take a lighthearted look at this very serious Trump administration. But um, I think that we can't forget that this is all a theatrics and we can be entertained by it. But then at the same time, I think we still have to acknowledge, hey, this is a puppet clown show, whatever kind of show you want to call it. Let's not forget the really important thing. But sure, this is entertaining that he's like lining himself up for a heart attack. Fine. Well, I mean, look, and and his detractors, a, a few of whom, uh, well, some of his supporters, a few of whom I, I follow, are saying things like, "Look, if if you're so sure that he shouldn't be taking this thing, you should be glad that he's taking it. Isn't this what you want?" Uh, so uh, I'm indifferent. I, you're you're <laughs> indifferent. So you don't think that uh, President Pence would fix everything? No, I've seen pictures of him wearing a mask, so that tells Listen. me that. Maybe he takes it a little bit more seriously. I, I, I think that the, the real problem are like, it's like, you know, Mitch McConnell. I, I, I believe that that is really at the root of the rot and that Trump is just the face of the rot because he likes to be a center of attention no matter if it's, you know, it's like the child that like acts out for attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trump is the face of it, but really behind the scenes, it's McConnell. So um, I, you know, when, when I'm up at night being thinking, dang, what if Trump stays in office, but then what if Democrats win the Senate? Um, could I live with that? Maybe I could. I mean, assuming that the Democrats hold the House. Well, um, yeah, sure. Although, you know, I'm, I'm really less impressed with the Democrats every day. I, I don't know. It's like a race to the bottom for me. Uh, I, I don't want to so, steer it in an entirely different direction. No, but. no. So you're saying that you're not impressed by the way Joe Biden's been handling himself, uh, trying to figure out how to make technology work so that he can participate in virtual town halls. You, you, you're not, you don't, you're not comforted by the idea that he could be our, our next, he would be the 46th president. No, I mean, I I had this glimmer of hope when I heard about this uh, team of progressive and sort of moderate Democrats that are coming together to take it to tackle individual um, issues. Um, And hey, maybe that'll move us forward about an inch. But like at this point, we need like beyond a mile to move. And it's just really annoying how slow this is going. And partially, I think that the distractions are responsible for keeping us like off task. Yeah, I mean, I do think that there's uh, some intentional distraction, but also I think that a lot of, I I don't know. I mean, I think, 
I, I don't know that it's a hundred percent to try and distract us by talking about how he's he's taking hydroxychloroquine. Why? What do you think? Why do you think he came? Because he with wants this to. Shit? He wants to sell more of them. I think that uh, you know. I think that that's why he's been pushing it. it you know, he's uh, look the uh, the market has been unkind to everyone, including President Trump. So clearly, he's just like, look, I got Like, I've, I'm going to put more money into this drug, and I'm going to talk about it. You know, the idea of talking about him as a spoiled child, uh, Brooke. As as the two people on this panel representing uh, parents, current parents, uh, <laughs> I was wondering, do you think that some of the tactics that we might use to, you know, discipline or correct behavior in our children, do you think any of them might work on the president? Oh gosh. Well, I was going to respond to what Chelsea was saying. First sure. of all, Trump Trump is the kind of guy who needs to double down. He will take it to the very end and. Um, he not only wants to sell more, but he has put his name behind this. He's been touting it for so long. So he's absolutely going to go forward and say something. I think this ridiculous. And I know you're saying it's a, it's a tactic to distract us, but it's, a, it's actually also very serious for him to tout this drug the way he is because it can and will kill people. Um, Neil Cavuto, he mentioned that Neil Cavuto was saying, you know, you could have, I think he told his viewers do not take it. It will kill you. Yeah, no, like, that's, exactly, exact that's exactly what he said. So that, yes. Like what he's doing with this hydroxychloroquine thing is actually very serious and, and could hurt a lot of people. And that's really unfortunate. Now, in terms of Democrats tactics and strategy in rebuttal, I think we're really doing ourselves or they're doing themselves a disservice by using the same similar uh, tactics like Nancy Pelosi gets down to his level, stoops down to his level and, and feels the need to call names or we've just, we've just gotten so low. It seems like we've denigrated like the presidency, both sides with this, like they're, they're both acting as children. It's sad. You don't see adults anymore in those positions. And I think that's where um, both sides need to kind of look at where we've gone. Now, as a mother, you, when a child is acting out, you don't give them the attention that they want. That's the whole point. When someone's acting out, it's like you ignore it, you walk away, you don't give, they, that's what they want. They're seeking attention. And the Democrats are doing the exact opposite. Every single time he says something ridiculous or abhorrent or just out of, that's out of line, they come back and give him the exact attention that he wanted to possibly distract. But that's how we lose aim and lose focus if someone else wants to take his position because they're just falling right into his little traps. So that's uh, my position on it. Noah, thank you for, for all of those positions. Scott, do you think <laughs> that uh, President Trump is still reeling from Joe Biden uh, wheeling out a new nickname for him, referring to him <laughs> as President Tweety? Do you think that, uh, it, you know, do you think he has to concede? So no, original. you got me on that one, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, I actually have to agree uh, with Chelsea on the fact that he's doing what he normally does and he's distracting. Um, and it's not even just about the pandemic and his complete failures with that. It's also, you know, the, the thing that's come up with the firing of the IG last week. And if you really start digging deeper, you start seeing about you know, what kind of went under the radar back in 2018 when um, the president had authorized with Pompeo to sell those billions of dollars worth of weapons to Saudi Arabia. And Congress, that was bipartisan, did not agree with those sales, and uh, he vetoed it anyways. And then, of course, the Republicans in the Senate did not override that veto. And that in itself is, is potentially a whole other scandal right now that's a big, huge deal 
that's sort of being swept under because we're distracted by him taking this medication and, you know, acting like an idiot like he does every day to distract and distract and distract. So that's part of his MO, and we've talked about this before. He always loves to distract when other things are going on, the shiny object here, when we know that there's some really serious issues going on that now the media is not even paying attention to. And I think that this IG story is not going to go away for him beyond, you know, the terrible stuff going on with the pandemic and the hitting the 90,000 uh, threshold, which is just horrible. This is a whole other thing that's uh, going to be sticking around for a while. And so this is his typical way is just uh, drawing attention away from some of these bigger issues that are incredibly important right now. Uh, Brooke, you weren't with us last week when we talked about this. I want to get your thoughts on how effective you think it might be. The you know, Obviously, he's not talking about as much as he was a week ago when we did this show, but the uh, phrase Obamagate is still out there and the mm-hmm. handling of the unmasking of Mike Flynn and all this. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the president has done an effective job on making this an issue for maybe not the media, but for people, you know, look, there are still people who are leaning towards President Trump. There's a lot of, you know, even four years ago, there's polling. Most people who voted for him didn't like him. You know, it's like, you, you know, likability as a candidate is apparently not an issue this year. So, uh, or by this year, I mean this decade. But do you think that he's able to get people who might have been sort of the reflexive, I'm going to vote for anybody but Trump, but now they have something to think about, like, oh, I don't know if I like the way that the uh, the Democrats had it in for his administration before they were even sworn in. I mean, I think it's very possible. The unmasking of Flynn, you have to be very smart and very concise in following how this came about and what actually happened and understand government, understand that it's not abnormal for any administration to want to know or to request an unmasking to find out who... Um, the NSA was listening in on in terms of American citizens speaking to adversaries. There are lots of people in the world who don't understand that process and don't understand that it would have been um, dereliction on the part of the administration not finding out who that person was, which ended up being Flynn, and making sure that uh, that person wasn't doing something wrong on, on that end. But people don't really, they hear the cover story, they hear the way that it's twisted and turn it, turned on Fox, for example, and then they're quick to jump to, oh, okay, they were doing something wrong, but not realizing that, no, they were really trying to do their job, and it's not, a, they didn't know that Flynn was the person, you can make the argument, they didn't truly know, they were just looking out for the U.S., given that Russia's our adversary, um, not our ally, and so I think it's very easy to get to fall into that trap and be like, aha, Obama and his administration were doing, we're spying. I mean, when you don't understand the system, um, it's easy to to get sucked in. So I think that there were some people who are just like, I knew it, it's true. And obviously Trump's gonna politicize and try to um, deputize our system as much as he can to get what he wants to, to you know, push this Obamagate narrative. But even, mm-hmm. I think even, you know, Bill Barr said more recently that nothing criminal was done. So it's unlikely that there will be some type of criminal probe. But for the people who don't understand it and don't really delve in, I'm sure they made it a quick leap. So easy to. Well, uh, Chelsea, when even Lindsey Graham says that uh, he, he doesn't really see any way forward on, you know, pressing any kind of charges against uh, Obama and Biden, I, I think that that might be the indication. I'm like, look, if Lindsey Graham's not going to do it, it, it's like, you know, 
ask Mikey. He'll try anything. Like if Lindsey Graham doesn't think that, that he's going to be able to pursue this, then he's not going to. Do you think, Chelsea, it's been effectively, you know, sort of lumped on Joe Biden uh, as something that he was involved in? And do you think it becomes a re- uh, not even a real issue in terms of its importance, but just something he's going to be continually asked about? Do you think that uh, the the White House and its defenders have done a good job of making this into a bigger issue over the last week for in terms of Biden's involvement with it? Yeah, I, I think it'll be effective only to the extent that one watches Fox News. I think they're the brainwashing machine behind this narrative. And so the effectiveness is just their reach. But people who don't watch it or who, like me, try and watch it but don't take it seriously, not effective. So That must be because you don't have uh, One American News on your cable provider. That must it's be true. the reason why. Because I haven't even looked to see if I do. I mean, Jesus, I'm watching I, Fox I, News, people. I am I, trying to understand <laughs> the other side. What more do you want from me? Chelsea, if you had to pick one one thing for Joe Biden, what do you think is, this is the thing that you should focus on now and try to get it to go away before the, the campaign goes further? Is it, is it Tara Reid? Is it this? Do you think he should just ignore all of it? What do you think is, is the smart way? You know, if, if, uh, if, if old sleepy Joe called you right now and was like, Chelsea, I need your help. I don't know what to do. I, and it wasn't like, I don't know how to turn my TV on. You know, if it was, I don't know. <laughs> get my thank you well, <laughs> that i don't know how to move my campaign forward my philosophy is you you don't try, like try and play down what you don't want people to pay attention to you look for where you are going and you amplify that and i've said for a long time that i think that the message right now needs to be anti corruption cleaning up democracy restoring america whatever language you want to use for cleaning up corruption that is very easy to see. Now, unfortunately, some people started talking about corruption, but they didn't really get into what that meant. And so then they took it like, oh, Obama trying to investigate Trump is corruption. That's not what what I'm talking about. I'm talking about systemic corruption within the system that allows crazy outrageous things to be done by government agencies in the name of money. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think we ever got too far into it a few weeks ago when the pandemic documentary, and I use air quotes because I'm not sure you want to call it that, but what the, the issue that it raised is that people, several individuals under the guise of a corporation are make, stand to make quadrillions of dollars on a vaccine. Do we really want healthcare to be so profit-centered um, and then you have all these tentacles. Oh, well, has it now corrupted Fauci and all this? I mean, has it? I don't think so. But is it possible? Kind of, because it's legal. Uh, and that's the kind of corruption that I think needs to be cleaned up. Some of the, the, the corruption that is demonstrated every day in front of us because of Trump. Um, but there are so many other things. I mean, there's a there's a long list, but I think that if Joe Biden asked for my help, I would say, listen, pick your favorite, you know, five favorite anti-corruption efforts that you want to make and focus on those because I think corruption, fighting corruption is a bipartisan issue. I, I couldn't think of anything 
simpler. It, I wouldn't say, you know, talk about Medicare for all, but certainly clean up the corruption in healthcare. Um, and that would be the message, focus on cleaning up corruption. I, 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 I don't see how that can be a losing message. Well, clearly, I think that uh, your advice carries greater weight because you're clearly a Disney princess because of all the chirping birds and, and animals that are right outside trying to talk to you. As soon as the show's over, you're going to sing to them. I cannot believe how loud those birds are. So oh, sorry. No, 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 no. It, just, it was very funny. Uh, but uh, obviously, it doesn't take away from anything that you said. Scott, what do you think about sort of this idea? Do you know, is, is anti corruption where biden should be focused should it just be i don't know every day you read from a laundry list of like and here's another way that uh, that trump got us in this mess what do you think is is the the smartest way to proceed for the biden camp well i think uh, like chelsea says it, it's true uh that corruption is sort of the foundation of all of the ills that we have and we have the best example of corruption corruption with donald trump and himself because he basically is corruption uh, personified. And it's very easy to go down every day and say, look at all the things that are happening right now and that just keep going under the radar, like going back to the weapons sales of Saudi Arabia. That's just one of so many things of him just taking advantage and kind of acting like he's above the law, which is allowed to happen with this corruption. And there's not a real good check on, on power. But I'm half serious, but half joking here. But I also think the fact that he's not saying a lot and doing a lot is actually working to his benefit. And I say that kind of... Uh, jokingly but also seriously because if we look back to the primary he, i mean he won in several states like massachusetts without even stepping foot or spending a dime on advertising and right now i think a lot of people have a very specific view of biden because he's been around for so many years and we've talked about this uh, the last couple of weeks that he's not quite as sharp you know in in his speaking anymore and his debate skills like he used to be and in a lot of ways i think a lot of people have this image of him from who he was before and have an image of him and Obama from the you know Obama years um, and the administration that people are just kind of grasping onto that right now. And he's winning in every single battleground state pretty much, and even a point ahead in Georgia in the latest poll today. And he's not doing any campaigning. So in a way, it's like the less that he does at this point, the better for him and continue to let Trump just tear him, himself down by himself. He's doing a good enough job. Obviously, yeah, that's, that's gonna change when we get closer, but. I, I think that uh, there's something to be said for that, you know, and that was uh, kind of one of the points uh, for for Hillary four years ago was that the more she started doing and campaigning, the the favorability ratings were uh, changing. I look, we talked about this on the show. I don't think it benefits either of them to do a debate. I don't think it benefits Biden to do much of anything. He can he can just stay there in mission control and and Skype and zoom in and be like, yeah, look, this is what I'm going to do. You know what? If I'm president. I'm going to stay in my basement here in Delaware and I'm going to make all my, all my executive orders from, from zoom. You know, believe me, I'm not even, I don't even want to go to Washington. That's how I'm going to keep it up. I'm going to, I'm going to clean it up by staying out of it. What do you well, think? And I, and I was going to say, oh, real quick. I was going to say, yeah, sure. that's where you send out like Obama as a surrogate. You send out Michelle Obama as a surrogate. You send out whoever your incredible VP candidate's going to be that can go out and really get people riled, you know, riled up in a good way. Like get those type of surrogates out to really help you and keep himself from having to, because I'm afraid that he's going to get right down to the Trump level, like Chelsea was saying. And the next thing you know, it's going to be Trump narrating what's going to be happening. And it's just going to, you know, it, get is, lower there, and lower. is there enough time for Joe Biden to legally change his name to Barack Obama? And <laughs> into the, uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure that there is, but oh, okay. I wanted to say that the thing that I'd happened most recently thing. to Go help ahead. 
Joe Biden is Netflix's release of Michelle Obama's Becoming. Okay. Because uh, that that reminded me of the parts of Obama that I did like. And, you know, Biden by association. You know, in my mind, I started to say, yeah, you know, Obama was, you know, good. And, and he, he didn't clean everything up, but he also had to deal with a Republican Congress and everything he tried to do, they just stopped it. So, you know, I, I was in my mind making excuses for him about the things that I was disappointed about by him. So he, Joe Biden owes a lot to Michelle well, Obama right he now. He does. I said, watch that too, because I watched it and I felt the same exact way. And I'm like, oh, to, I really miss them. <laughs> to bring it back to sort of the parental outlook, I would say that the idea of, you know, he didn't clean everything up, but it's like, yeah, but he didn't make as many new messes. So, you know, you can kind of take that as a win. Uh, Brooke, I did want to ask you sort of, what do you think is the smartest thing for the Biden camp? Should he keep doing very little? I don't know that there's really much of an option. It's not like gigantic rallies are going to be happening any soon, anytime soon. But uh, what do you think he should be focused on? And should he keep it to like, I don't know, one interview a day or something? I, I don't quite know what the fix is. Well, I wanted to address what Scott and Chelsea were saying about focusing on corruption. I have to respectfully disagree. Um, and here's why. The MAGA camp, they see Trump as this body, albeit someone who's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but a man who represents someone who's not entrenched in the quote unquote deep state. Okay, this new face that's in, that has no roots in corrupt politics, although obviously the world has seen differently and liberals think the exact opposite. Liberals think he's the exact opposite. He is corrupt to the core. Conservatives think that he is the solution to the corruption that's been rampant in our government for years and years and years. And Joe Biden is the epitome of that for them. And for moderates even, I think. I think they moderates started to see the corruption that that conservatives brought to the surface with his son and his dealings in oil and I can go on and on and and the ways in which he didn't get much done with Obama I haven't seen the Michelle Obama not, uh, documentary yet I will be watching that soon but I just think that's the wrong strategy altogether I think right now people want solutions they want, they're tired of the back and forth. They're tired of, he did this wrong, she did this wrong, they're all corrupt. I hate to say it, but most politicians, they're in the back pockets of someone, unfortunately. There's corruption that's rampant on both sides. I think it's the yes. wrong approach. It's but the they, wrong it approach. It is on both sides. That's why yeah. it's a bipartisan no, you, issue. It is, I, I can see I that, but- I understand that, too. but I think that the way that he's going to get move forward is like, here are my solutions right now. And unemployment yeah. is- because of the pandemic, we're at, you know, 30%, whatever it might be, this is how I'm going to solve this. This, These are all of the ways that I'm going to solve your problems. Because at the end of the day, people care about their families and how they're going to feed their families and the bottom line. Like they can scream until they're dead in the face about how corrupt one guy or the other guy is because they're both corrupt. But I just want to know how, how is my small business going to run? How is my law firm going to keep pushing forward? That should be the approach. I want solutions. Um, you guys know I'm actually not a Biden fan. I think at this point, I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's the best candidate. I still think a more moderate person who believes in, Chelsea might not love this, the beauty of capitalism is going to be able to take this. Like a You Mark mean like Cuban. Elizabeth Warren? We should be on the <laughs> no. same page about that. <laughs> not Elizabeth Warren either, right. unfortunately, but like a Mark Cuban. But but if he's what we have, he's got to, he's got to pivot. And it's not going to be 
um, how can I talk about how everybody was so corrupt? Because if that's the case, the conservatives are going to have a great rebuttal. Thank well, you for clarifying look, something, because it is when I talk about corruption, l let me be clear, it's not about any one person. I think right. when we focus it on people is when we're mm -hmm. being distracted in the wrong way. It's mm -hmm. systemic. And the reason and then That's, they have to relate that to the present problems. There was a reason why rent is so high. And it, actually, there was a great um, uh, episode of uh, Hassan Minaj's show that just was released recently that talked about the oncoming eviction crisis and why it's actually related to a Wall Street problem about so many corporations swooping up properties in the last recession. That I mean, I mean, so sure. they have to point but out this systemic corruption. Back. And I think the rebuttals. That's what I meant too. I didn't mean any one person. I think this goes back past four years of Trump in terms of corruption. I mean, there'll be a, there. Oh, yeah. There are so many arguments that can be made that like he's just. The tip of the iceberg in, ter in terms of corruption. We opened the door for Biden's eight years before that. It's inevitable. See, well, the problem well, is, is that you can't put solutions on top of a crap foundation. And so the way to clean things up, is, and you have to say, the solutions, these are here. But I mean, we don't have the, it's like we have a bunch of ingredients for a solution, but you, you don't have the pot and the you know, stove to cook it on. Uh, and that's what we have to clean up well, first. And somebody with a good narrative needs to put that together, which clearly not me, because my kitchen analogy is just <laughs> leading. That's just where I've been spending too much time. But the, the point is, is that that I think should be the, the the dots that need to be connected. And yes, to talk about how that affects fixing the problems now. Right now, the solution is generally throw money at it. I. I that's what how uh, that's what I hear the Democrats proposing. You throw money at it. Yeah, that's a band aid, and it's an expensive band aid. Mm -hmm. That's not fixing the underlying infection that's caused this problem. Well, you know, first saying that you can't build on a crap foundation tells me that you've never been to the Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City because <laughs> I believe that is actually the blueprint for what they did there. But here, what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and be a uniter, not a divider. Thank you. <laughs> and I think that everybody's right in, in a way. I think that the way for Biden to get in is to pick sort of a, a bigger, flashier, yes, headline grabbing issue. Like I'm starting with this. But you know, the real root of all these problems is the corruption. I think if you lead with corruption, people fall asleep halfway. Like right when you get to the up, they're already not paying attention. <laughs> they're already down. Corrupt. Yeah. Nope. I'm, I'm yeah. out. I, so I, I totally I, hear I think, you. I think if you find yeah. something in there. And look, and here's, here's what I want from anybody. Realistic, achievable sounding solutions so that you know, things can be a, a little bit more normal. It's like we don't even want things. We don't even we're not expecting things to be normal. You know, we're just like, how far can we well, approach and, normal? And that's why how quickly can we get there? Won. Go ahead, Scott. No, but I was saying that's why Joe Biden won in the primaries because people didn't want this crazy, huge turn. You know, they're just like, let's do some incremental changes and get back to whatever they were claiming some sense of normalcy is. Um, and that's exactly it. And I was just saying to Brooke's point and to Chelsea's point, it's not so much uh, that Trump is the only person, it's just that he represents corruption so easily because he's sort of become the face of that with all these multiple issues. And I, I do agree though, I think it's very important to get that, you know, that is part of it, but to get people to really pay attention, like Brooke says, it's gonna have to come down to more of the kitchen table issues 
but there's a way of being able to relate it and saying all of this is connected at the end of the day to you know this foundation of corruption and money and politics and a lot of these other things that we've been seeing because of that. Yeah, I, I think that uh, there's also something to be said for the idea that you know what if what if Biden I don't took a whole week where he actually didn't talk about Trump and he just talked about you know you're talking about him sort of in absentia you're talking about fixing these problems that were created, but it's like where well, you're not talking about him and. The idea that you're, you know, if you're not doing that, I feel like that would drive him even more crazy than when you actually, and maybe it's because you're getting insults like President Tweedy, you know, it's just, you know, that, that, that's not the, that's not the game that we're, people are looking to him for, uh, you know, the, uh, before we run out of time, the uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell warned that the economy might not recover till the end of 2021. Uh, I think that's a lot sooner than it's actually going to recover. Uh, Chelsea, uh, regardless of the amount of government intervention there's able to be, whether it's this administration continuing, whether it's a new one. I mean, I, I think we're a good three, maybe even four years away from a, a, an economy that it looks somewhat healthy. Again, you're not expecting anything to be fixed at this point. Do right. you think that the end of 2021 is overly optimistic? Yeah. I don't know if, um, if you saw the Jay Powell interview on 60 Minutes, but man, was he optimistic sounding. And and he has to be, because if he's not, the whole economy would tank even further. But yeah, I think you're right. This is going to be a much longer process than I think people want to admit. And I hope that in this process, we rebuild an economy that is actually strong, not one that just looks pretty with frosting because of high GDP. This is, you know, a lot of the things I'm talking about right now and posting about are how GDP by itself is a terrible measure of how healthy our economy is. I saw an article the other day with the headline was the next threat to the American economy is the savings account of Americans. Americans are saving more. They are uh, paying off credit card debt or they're not getting themselves into as bad of credit card debt right now. And that is dangerous for the economy. How could that be? Because of GDP, because all we care about is how much we spend, spend, spend. And if we can get it together and say, we have got to figure out a better way of measuring, then you'll see a different kind of economy be sewn back together as we recover. Uh, if not, then we're just you know, recreating another fragile economy that benefits very few. And that I think is just, a, a it's like a, crap pie with a beautiful looking <laughs> frosting on top. You know, I think if, uh, and president Trump occasionally does check out the show because his name's in it. I think of everything you just said, <laughs> the only thing that he would have thought about was like, yeah, I'm going to have somebody bring me some frosting right now because you mentioned frosting. I think that's, that's really all that he hears in there. And by the way, I'm thinking about how I'd like some frosting right now too, but before but I like go frosting by itself, you know, sure. It's I mean, I'll just not, dip a spoon it's, into it's okay, it. Why not? But like you want the cake underneath it or you want like- well, I don't have time to make the cake. So I'll just eat the frosting and then somebody <laughs> else can make the cake later. All right, uh, well. So I- then my, my analogy failed because it no, was- No, no, it, it, it absolutely worked. But uh, because we were basically out of time, I, I wanted to really focus on the frosting. And uh, I don't know, I don't I don't see any good fixes. I, I don't see people that- uh, make me feel very comfortable. I'm glad that uh, Dr. Fauci doesn't sugarcoat things. I just think maybe once in a while, here's somebody that gives you a realistic, like, oh yeah, you know what? Maybe there'll be Christmas this year. You know, just something, <laughs> you know, just 
you know, but uh, I, I, it's, uh, I don't know. It's nobody's job to make us happier, but you're right. Jay Powell, I think it is his job to try and try and uh, put on a happy face as it were. Um, we are out of time already. The show always goes by so fast, but uh, we appreciate everybody who checked us out. If you watch live or if you're watching the archive version, please leave your comments. We will always interact with our commenters and possibly read some of those back on the show in the future. Brooke, where can people keep in touch with you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram at TV. And Scott Moore, where can people see you fighting with Mitch McConnell? (laughs) (laughs) On Twitter at SMAN80. That's S-M-A-N-8-0. And Chelsea, where do people find you? Twitter at Chelsea Galicia. Well, thanks again to everyone. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And as I always mention, if you want slightly more lighthearted fare Thursdays at this same time, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern over on the Popcorn Talk, we talk Marvel on Marvel Movie News. That is all the time we have. Thanks to Ryan back in Mission Control, and we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.